are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 2nd of July. Dame Lillard's name bouncing around. Would this be a realistic option for the Utah Jazz? Rumors involving Mike Conley and Kemba Walker. We'll touch on those. A yesterday question came in about Joe Ingles. What would his market yield? And points gained who might be undervalued players for the Utah Jazz. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a jazz fan each and every day. We are now live every day on YouTube, bringing the show to you live as well, but available for you on YouTube. Subscribe and follow at Locked On Live, which will become Locked On Jazz here shortly. Fidel, good morning to you, and thanks for everyone jumping on. The chat questions yesterday were great and have totally changed kind of the landscape of the show, so I'm pretty excited about where this is going, and we'll be doing this kind of every day live whenever we can. Uh, There'll be some tape shows throughout the year where we won't be live when I interview Tony Jones with Thurl Bailey and do kind of the interview series during the offseason when the news slows down. Uh, Those will be taped, still available for you on YouTube, but probably not live in the same fashion though in theory we could always do those live and you could ask questions to tony jones and thorough bailey so who knows just wild advancements uh but all of locked on podcast network shows are ending up on youtube here shortly as we're moving the making that move to ott and putting our shows on ott and youtube uh for all of you all right uh let's get to the various things here there are various kind of rumors every day begin to come out there's some cool stories i'm gonna kind of open when there are rumors Uh, I'll open the show with it. So John Hollinger writes in The Athletic of also the Hollinger and Duncan podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network uh, that he believes that Mike Conley to Dallas is a very real possibility. Dallas will have some money. Um, There's also some actually limited sign and trade capabilities with Dallas's uh, depending on on what they do. Dallas's uh, salary cap situation is um, they don't have a lot of players that kind of fit in if the Jazz are suddenly looking for things. Tim Hardaway Jr. is an interesting piece, um, but you'd actually, he's already a free agent. So I don't believe that um, the mechanics of trying to do a free agent to free agent sign and trade um, are awfully hard. Dwight Powell is an interesting player because it would allow the Jazz uh, to make change their, who they are, kind of what their versatility is. Um, And then Josh Richardson's $11 million on a player option uh so i don't know even i think that would have to be a cap uh the, where they try to bring mike conley in in that capacity conley was someone they look have looked at in the past says john and was as looking at the other one was that zach lowe says he expects that both la teams will be sniffing around kemba walker um and i think anybody who's sniffing around kemba walker you can implement mike conley's name right in there in the off season of conversation so that if the lakers or the clippers are um kind of setting into Mike uh, Kemba Walker, they're also sniffing around Mike Conley. That's just natural. That means we need a point guard, and those are the two veteran point guards uh, that are on the marketplace um, there. Andy pops in with a question here from YouTube. How much does a sign-and-trade benefit Conley? Um, what 
the sign and trade benefits Conley is that it allows him to open up his teams to beyond teams that just have salary cap space. So if Mike only is going to look at teams that have salary cap space, it's New York and Miami. And both those probably are very realistic with bad point guard situations and Goran Dragic on the end of a contract. Um, so both those are probably very real possibilities um, for Mike. And I, I think the market is going to, we can sit here and talk about all the reasons why we think Mike Conley numbers can drop um you know he'll probably only play 54 games he's had a reoccurring hamstring issue okay teams that don't have that position filled and including us the the fear of losing him means i think that number for him is going to elevate and elevate and elevate miami does not have a point guard new york does not really have a point guard on their roster other than derrick rose who's not truly a point guard the lakers Dennis Schroeder says he wants a hundred million. I mean, he's crazy, but he's, that's what he says. So, you know, suddenly they may bypass that. Suddenly there's a opportunity. Um, the Clippers don't truly have a, a point guard. Reggie Jackson's going to be hard for them to resign. Mike Conley would be hard for them to resign too. Um, but anyway, my, my point on that is that you suddenly, you know, you look at these various options and as long as there's multiple in the marketplace, I think Mike Conley's value um, continues to, to rise up. Um, a little bit along the way. Uh, all right. Uh, Dame Lillard is another name that's out there a great deal. And I have not talked about it much. I haven't kind of jumped on the, let me go get the search engine um, profit off of the Dame Lillard conversation. But now they're on YouTube and it's the number two search engine in the world. I'm certainly going to do it. No, um, I actually just kind of held it all week. It was not on purpose for that. It does feel that way. Um, Dame's, Dame's not, a, there's not, there's two things about Dame that I think are, uh, there's three things about Dame that I think are worth mentioning. He's awesome. Okay. Like he's incredible. Um, he and Donovan would be so fun to watch on a nightly basis with Rudy behind them. It would just be incredible. Um, you know, you'd have to be sharing possessions and they certainly are duplicate of each other, but they, it would be awesome. Uh, so nothing. Now the second part of it is Dame's contract is 39 million, 42.4, 45.6 and 48.8. With like a lot of wear and tear and three, four years left on that deal at 48.8 and 45.6. I'm just not sure he's like everyone's movable. Every contract's movable. That one's about as close to, in my book, as getting to a contract that's actually not movable. Um, and that is suddenly very, at least incredibly difficult to move. And then I do think there's a discussion of roster construction here. And what I mean by roster construction is that, you know, Certainly, there's one argument with all these injuries that you need multiple stars so that when a player goes down, you have another star player to pick up. The other angle is like if we saw what happened to Brooklyn is they had multiple injuries and they had multiple injuries and one of their stars goes down and they really lacked any depth behind that. So there's two there's there's two little ways to look at this, which is, you know, on one level, you can go at as these three have three stars in Lillard. And again, it's not realistic because I don't even know how we can come up with. $40 million of salary to go match it. I mean, it's, it, it, we can do it. It's Bogdanovich, Ingles, Favors, probably that's it. They don't want that package. Um, so we can't do it, but that would, that would prop, that package would probably get it done. Um, and, you know, every draft, we're not allowed to sit, trade a draft pick until we, uh, Memphis exercises the one we used on the Mike Conley deal. So that would make it difficult, but it would be like every draft pick for the rest of the world is really the way to look at it. Um, 
So it's not a realistic deal for us. But if you're just playing with, I mean, that would be our team with just nothing afterwards. Like, right? Like with Jarrell Brantley, Mia Oni, Justin Wright, Foreman's of the world filling every other roster spot we have. And while there is the one argument that says, hey, if we're going to end up with a situation in which, um, you know, we have injuries, we want to have another star. On the other end, if you have some injuries, you want to have some depth. So that's kind of, I think, what makes the idea of like trading for even Dame Lillard a really interesting question on roster building. He's a superstar. He's great. It would sell tickets. It would be probably good for the franchise. Um, I'm not sure it would be a championship because you just have nothing else left. Um, And then the luxury tax would probably be outrageous. And then I don't think we have a package for it. So the reason I haven't talked about Dame Lillard and I bypassed the search engine fund that is Dame Lillard is really that reason uh, right there. Um, But he is awesome. But 39, 42.4, 45.6, and 48.8 are the contract numbers on him um, the rest of the way. So I think that's a pretty pretty outrageous um, number. All right. Uh, We got a great question yesterday in the live chat, as we're now live on our show every day, about the trading Joe Ingles. And then I got an email afterwards or a tweet. I can't actually find it. I don't know what it came in as that said, hey, I just want to make sure you understand, I don't want to trade Joe Ingles, but I do think that if we're going to trade something, we have to trade value. And Joe Ingles is one of our few pieces that has any value at all. Um, And so I think we need to, you know, at least explore it as much as I love Joe. And I think that is absolutely the right approach. Like I think so often when we talk about potential trades and we do things, we're always trying to trade nothing to get something. And that's like, there are 29 other general managers in this league that are very, very good. And um, so I think when you look at that, you have to, you do have to take something and look and say, okay, well, what are we actually willing to give up? That's good to get something back. Now you can't pull off Jordan Clarkson for Dante Exum every day. That was quite a, that was quite a trade where we gave up, you know, virtually nothing for Mike Conley. We gave up a lot, right? We gave up Grayson Allen who's now a rotation player in the NBA. We gave up some draft picks. Um, I don't know that they'll turn out to be, you know, I always think those draft picks are, are, are flashy on, on trade day. And then it's, we never go back to every look back and say, Oh, like, you know, I mean, the James Harden fleece of Oklahoma city, you know, it was big. It was Steven Adams and then a bunch of draft picks, one of which became Jeremy Lamb. Like, who flipping cares? Um, so I always think that that's something that we we kind of forget about is ever going back to look at that. Uh, so, all right, we'll continue to have the chat room open. We'll look at those Joe Ingles possibilities. I ran through the teams. We'll talk about the talk about it a little bit. And then points gained before we're done today, we'll look through who are the players on my points gained offensive metric uh, that would be appealing or interesting. That's at least the plan, whether I get there or not. The problem with this live show is I have to, like, say what I'm doing before it happens, and I'm not always very good at following through on that. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai. Interesting, by the way, I've been driving um, the – Hyundai Kona electric for the last few days. My dad is looking for an electric car. So he asked me to test drive it. So I drove it. It's pretty interesting. Um, First of all, the electric concept's amazing. Never stopping at a gas station again is really kind of awesome. It's very good for the environment. The cars are super quick and the Kona is too. It's very, very quick. Um, It's, it's really just, you know what? Like it's a, for the price point and what you get from the car, um, and it's electric to have an electric car at that price point is kind of stunning is the way I would look at it. Um, and I, you know, I I'm super, and once again, like I'm impressed, uh, by the Hyundai and, and what they're doing, by the way, if you want to look at something kind of neat, check out the Hyundai all electric Ionic five, it's not out yet. 
Um, but it's it's kind of floating around the web if you've kind of followed it. So it, that's a pretty kind of crazy thing. I'm heading down today to go get the new Tucson. So I'll talk to you about it. I just turned in my Elantra. I'll admit it. I was kind of bummed to lose the 45 miles uh, per per gallon uh, right now on that. Um, that was that was incredible. The North American Car of the Year is exactly that. It is the North American Car of the Year, and for a reason. I was I was wildly um, impressed by what I was seeing uh, from from the Elantra. So check that out when you get down there. If you're going to stop by Murdoch Hyundai at 4646 South State Street or in Linden or in Logan, please email me first. We sent somebody to Josh uh, in Linden today. We've sent somebody, or this week, we sent somebody to Jason at Murray this week. So we've got both those locations set up. So please email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com. Today's show is also brought to you by my friends at grip6.com. Grip6 doing amazing local company with amazing products and the 4th of July sales going on. They've got a Canadian flag. They got American flag belts that are pretty cool. You can use the promo code flag 25 on the belt series. Um, also for you, the men's classic pack, which is a great entry level right now is 26% off. These are better deals than what I can give you in the promo code. You could try to throw the promo code on top, but I doubt it would work, but the men's classic pack is a hundred dollars. So if you've been hearing about grip six, and you've been wondering, you actually can do it all with a hundred dollars. You'll end up with three buckles, and three belts, which really comes out to basically the equivalent of having nine belts out of the deal for a hundred bucks. It's incredible. And I suggest you go in and, you know, on that pack, you get a black one, you get a brown one, and you get, a, I think, kind of a silvery gray one, and you're all set. Um, you get the ninja, the gunmetal, and the granite, and then you get the black, the mocha, and the gray. It's That's the entry-level pack, and frankly, you're done. You you know, if you want to then upgrade over time, like I have, you'll end up with the honeycomb and all the others. It's engineered without flaps and holes and uh, bulk. It's an unlimited warranty. It's a great Utah company. Check out their wallet and their socks as well. It's all at grip6.com. The promo code's locked on to get you a deal as well. Uh, by the way, oh shoot, I had something I wanted to mention to you. Now I forgot. Oh, well, um, literally in the middle of one of those ads, I was like, hey, when I come out of this, I got to say, this this is where if I wasn't live, I would just edit this part out, but we don't get to do that anymore because now we're live on every show. You're going to get a way too up close and personal look into my brain. Uh, it's not going to be something that's pretty uh, to experience firsthand uh, on the show in that fashion. Oh, uh, make sure that you. There's going to be a follower subscribe thing for you to do. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I think that's what it was. I was going to tell you to make sure you did. All right. Um, Joe Ingles trade. So. What would the Jazz get if they explored a Joe Ingles deal? So Joe will be on the last year of his deal. It's his extension year, uh, which the Jazz added on to his deal. Um, and Joe is going to make $13.3 million next year. So let's make sure we understand that part of the reason why the Jazz were so great this year was Joe Ingles. And I think the c- person who asked the question and wanted us to look at the Joe Ingles possibilities understood that. Like, hey, we... What's the die? And Joe is aging. So you would rather trade someone like Joe Ingles a year early than a year late. Like that is, that's the risk analysis here is that you trade someone of this nature a year early rather than a year late. Um, So the thing about Joe is he was our third ball handler and a great backup point guard whenever we need it with Mike or Donovan missing time. He was an elite, elite shooter for most of the season at the level of like nobody in the history of the game. Um, he allows us to play in multiple different ways. And if we lose him, um, I think it alters the way we have to play and the way we do our rotations. There are actually really no signs of him aging to this point. Like 
it's not as though he, he's got to age at some point. That's what his number, the numbers say on him. He played a little lower. Uh, he played a little later in his career, so maybe he ages a little bit later in the process. But the fact is there's nothing right now that says, hey, Joe Ingles is about to fall off the cliff um, when I look at the metrics. And the interesting one is that there weren't any last year either. He's, you know, you kind of looked into it a year ago, and there wasn't a lot that said that Joe's about to start you know, falling off. His, his, the only one I would say is that his steals per game – have gone from 1.4 to 1.1 to 0.9. That's always a number that I kind of look at. Um, his rim finishing, like the the things I look at are dunks, but for Joe, that's irrelevant. Um, steal rate or block rate, depending on size. Percentage of shots at the rim, and then whether you finish them at the rim. So there are, I guess I shouldn't say there's no signs of Joe aging. At 33, he went from shooting 19% of his shots at the rim to 13% of his shots at the rim to now 11% of his shots at the rim. What he, he He's finishing at a higher rate. I actually sometimes do dismiss that in all fairness that says because once you've reduced your amount of shots at the rim, then your percentage is going to go up because you're only shooting it when you're wide open. Um, the other one that would jump out was whether or not the percentage of his field goals are assisted. In other words, he's really become, you know, he, that's actually gone the other way. He's made more. So there, you know what, in fairness, at 33 years old, he is finally showing maybe some signs. Now, he took 72% of his shots as threes this year. Um, so that's probably why, why his rim numbers slipped a little bit. He's still super efficient in the pick and roll. And there's all sorts of signs of those. So Joe's pretty outstanding. He's been great. But let's play the game. Like, that's what the Jazz are doing. That's what their front office is doing. It's not like they have, it's not like there's anyone on the Jazz roster who they're looking at and saying, oh, under no circumstance would we ever trade him. Like, no, they're actually doing the exact opposite, and we should do the exercises. We run around the entire league with their salary on every team's salary structure and say, if we put a package together with this team, it would be this. The thing that we're not good enough to do in this setting is to do the three-way deals, right? Like, at least I'm not. Like, putting together, oh, well, if they want to do this and they want to do this, then we could slide in there, and we haven't had the conversations that let us know those things. Um, so I think that's that's a large part of it. All right, let's play around with Joe, run through the teams, who might need him. And what's interesting about that, frankly, is that what you also have here is how many teams are good and how many teams are in. So I would start with Atlanta. Um, I actually think he would help them a great deal. It's a secondary ball handler to help off Trey Young. It's a great shooter off Trey Young. Um, from a salary standpoint, they don't have a lot other than Gallinari. And I think Gallinari is really interesting. I don't know that they'd want to move his $20 million salary. Um, Gallo is aging and getting old, but he still stays super efficient. Um, his role reduced last year uh, with them. And from a jazz standpoint, you'd have to get to 20 million and then maybe it's an Ingles favors deal. I don't know that they want to do that. They have a um, Kongu is probably their backup, um, but you know, maybe they're interested in doing that. If they re-sign John um, Collins, uh, Gallinari's got 20 on for 21, 20 and 21 for 22, 23. And so that would free them a year of salary in that space. Um, as a backup center favors, I don't know that they'd be that interested, but it takes them back home and it gives them, you know, another player similar to Capella. They wouldn't have a lot of roster versatility in that. But so that would be the deal there would be Danilo Gallinari. Um, for us, it's just another scorer. He's 32 years old. You're just kind of, I don't know that you're actually changing us a great deal. Gallo's, you know, probably a bona fide isolation player in a switch circumstance where he could abuse people, but his body has always been questionable. 
Um, and you know, he's aging as well. And you're putting 20 million on the book. You're not saving any money from our standpoint. I think we might be somewhat interested in saving Boston's another team. I think would be somewhat interested in, uh, you know, doing what they, uh, would want to do. And I think that, you know, Marcus smart, um, would be the piece of that puzzle. So, you know, that gets us more athletic and more defensive. That gives them more ball handling to spread it around, gives us a little toughness that we would have. They love Marcus Smart. We love Joe Ingles. It's actually very similar players kind of on each side um, of the roster there. That one actually kind of has me a little intrigued. I don't know that that we would want to do it, and I don't know that they would want to do it because I think we're both so beloved to the player we're talking about. Smith is 20, Smart is 26, um, and at 14.3, um, but that would give them, you know, with Kemba Walker out, uh, they're short a point guard. They're going to have to figure that out a little bit. Um, and it gives them another ball handler in Joe Ingles, who would probably complement Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum um, in some capacity. They're awfully small, short at the small forward position. Their roster is kind of lacking a little bit. Um, so just, to, you know, keep a thought there. Um, I thought that was actually a little interesting. Um, and I kind of think both teams are so beloved by the player they're talking about that it would be awfully hard for them to actually do it for Cleveland. Um, the number, the player, and really this isn't that complicated. All you do is go through the rosters. You know, you first, you start, you look like Charlotte. Do they want to do something? No, they've got Gordon. They've got Graham. They've got Rozier. They've got ball. Like they don't need a ball. You move on like Chicago. I looked at, and I was like, do they want to do something? Well, maybe Chicago would want to do something. And then you look through Chicago's roster and you're looking for someone at like 13 million. And in that ballpark that kind of does a deal, and they they actually don't have anyone. Thaddeus Young's a free agent. 14, Al Farouk Aminu is not that level of player. 10, I would like Al Farouk Aminu at like two. Um, so you just move on and get to the next team. Cleveland, I thought, was another one that kind of perked my interest a little bit. Um, Larry Nance Jr.'s number matches up. Now, does Cleveland need another ball handler? Maybe. Like, he might be perfect veteran to go with Darius Garland and Colin Sexton, depending what they do with the draft. C.D. Osmond's their small forward. Joe would be a huge upgrade. And Larry Nance Jr. is available at 10.6 this year and 9.6 the year after, so they might have to throw in some other piece financially. Um, but, like, that one's interesting. Larry Nance Jr. has begun to shoot the three well. He's He plays kind of he's, – he'd give us roster versatility because he could play the five. We could play him really as a backup five for a lot of the time. Um, and do some things uh, of that sort. So I thought that one was kind of interesting. His salary is actually descending, so it's only 9.6 the next year. So we'd actually save some luxury tax money if we stay in the tax. Um, I don't know. I don't know why, you know, again, Cleveland would do it to add another ball handler and they're weak at small forward. And they have, they have, you know, they may be drafting a, we'll see what they draft in the, in the upcoming draft and whether they end up with Mobley or who goes where and, and what they have. So I thought that would be a, um, an interesting approach. All right, let's continue down that road. I've got about six or seven more teams. We'll try to get to points gained. We might push points gained back to another day's show. Apologize, but that's what happens when we're live. I tell you one thing, it doesn't happen when we're not live. I don't do that. So I'm adapting here. Um, today's show is uh, brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Michelob Ultra Engage enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Today's show also brought to you by Built Bar. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you this. But next week, a new Built Bar flavor is coming out. And it's fabulous. And if you're on the YouTube show, I'm showing it to you right now. It's probably a little sneak peek. I was probably not supposed to do 
but it's fabulous. And I had one this morning. Uh, so keep an eye out for that next week on Built Bar. Their Built Boost right now is on sale for $9.99, uh, which is great. They've got 10 flavors available right now because German chocolate cake is a little special and back out. Uh, Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar with incredible metrics of only 130 calories, 2.5 fat grams, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. It's Built Bar, 100% chocolate, and quite simply, so good it's hard to believe that you know what it's like you just eat it because it tastes good along the way and that's built bar Pro- today's show is also brought to you by betonline.ag all sorts of fun things going on at betonline.ag with the promo code locked on you get a 50 percent welcome bonus at betonline.ag the baseball lines are all out for the day the dodgers are on fire that's a fun one today as they go up against max serger serger in the uh, five o'clock game. I kind of mispronounced that name, but um, and then McCullers is on the mound today for Houston, so that's a that's a fun ball game to keep an eye on. Uh, the Giants are playing the Diamondbacks. Uh, hopefully, my Giants can get to winning again. I know we were trailing last night. Uh, when I but they have all sorts of fun little things. You can bet a series, which is super fun in on the baseball end of things. Um, from a basketball standpoint, uh, Atlanta is a one and a half point favorite for uh, game. Six tomorrow, NBA futures. They always are kind of fun with NBA, various specials, bets, and things of that nature. NBA draft, players, futures, all sorts of um, fun things. They have the draft. Cade Cunningham is minus 2,500 as the first pick of the draft, so there's not a lot there. Your championship uh, odds right now, Phoenix minus 200, Milwaukee plus 190. I cannot believe we're going to have a Phoenix-Milwaukee NBA Finals. It's all at betonline.ag. Get the promo code locked on and get a 50% welcome bonus. Uh, running through other teams where you kind of play the game, I was talking about where you look at Joe Ingles' possibilities. Josh Richardson, who had a terrible year as a player option, $11 million. I think he'll take it. Um, it gets, it's, you know, we would be doing really what Dallas did in the offseason and didn't work for them. They traded a great shooter in Seth Curry to get more athletic. And then Josh Richardson wasn't a good enough shooter to play. I think I'd probably stay away from it, but it's, you know, we talk about trying to get more athletic. You have to give up shooting. Um, so, and Joe's great. Indiana's got two names that are interesting. If we're just looking for bona fide isolation scoring, which I don't know that we are. Um, Jeremy Lamb coming off his ACL would make me very nervous. He never seemed to be quite right. TJ Warren is interesting. Like, I don't know what I think of TJ Warren. I still wonder why Phoenix gave him away. Um, he's not a three-point shooter. He's a mid-range player. Um, but he's also a bona fide scorer. He, you know, in 67 games two years ago, he averaged 20 points a game. He went bananas in the bubble. He shoot two years ago, he shot 54% from the field and 50% from three. He got injured this year and played only four games the entire year. He's 27 years old. His number actually matches Joe. Does Indiana want to do something of that nature? Uh, with Rick Carlisle as a head coach, maybe. Um, they changes the way they play and what they want to do. Um, again, I, I would think about that. I don't, I don't think that, you know, you're getting a free 27 year old free agent, TJ Warren. They have to resign in the year, which you're probably not able to do. So he really better bring you something awfully special for that one year. And I don't, you know, if we lose Mike Conley, we probably do need another bona fide scorer to be able to relieve some of the burden on Donovan Mitchell. And, you know, TJ Warren can certainly do that. Um, He's coming off of foot surgery and he hasn't played since. So you'd have to make sure um, that you're right on that. Um, The Lakers, Contavious Caldwell Pope, 
I don't know why. I mean, Joe's just so much better. I don't know why you do that. Uh, the Grizzlies, if you just want to get better defensively, you have DeAnthony Melton out there, who's actually hovering around um, that kind of contract number. Um, you know, he's not nearly the player Joe is. You probably want other things in that piece. Maybe they have an extra draft pick. I don't know where their draft position is you play around with and get in that kind of a deal. And then you have a defensive stopper, which we don't have right now. Like that is definitely, you would, you know, we have, you would allow, if you suddenly go with Melton and Royce on the floor at the same time, you suddenly can, for the first time, guard two wing defenders. Um, and he's 22 years old. He's got, you'd have your number locked in on him for three years. That's actually, you know, this is not as great. It's like Melton's not nearly as good as Joe, but the gap that he fills on your roster for the, from the Grizzly standpoint, it gives them another shooter. They'd have to probably move Kyle Anderson because they're similar players and Joe's just better than Kyle Anderson. Um, but it's another ball handler and another shooter to play off John Morant. Um, if they're trying to get better, Melton's got four years on his deal to fix numbers. So I'd be really surprised they're willing to move it, but that's why the jazz might be interested in that. And frankly, D'Anthony Melton might be the perfect complement to a point guard named Donovan Mitchell, right? Like that really actually might be your perfect complement. Um, to play next to him. He's not a great shooter, um, but he is a bona fide defender. And so you're suddenly allowing Melton to go. It's, you know, the only problem is that Melton is a, is six, two, he plays much longer than that. Um, so you'd have to evaluate whether you just be too small. Um, we already deal with that with six, one, six, one. And you also have to evaluate whether Melton's 41% three point shooting this year on four attempts a game. Is it all realistic when he's coming off a 29% three point shooting um, the year before, but that's, you know, I don't, I don't think you're getting a pick, actually, the more I think about it. I think they'd be reluctant to do it. It's interesting. I mean, again, these just, like, chew on them and think about them. Portland, the idea would be Robert Covington. Uh, depends what they do with Norm, Norman Powell, and they have C.J. McCollum, and uh, they have Dame, so they don't seem to need another ball handler, but Robert Covington is the salary match. Sacramento is is former Ute DeLon Wright, um, and then uh, Marvin Bagley, if you want to take a flyer, uh, would be the possibility. Um there. So, you know, I don't think so um, on that. All right, let me take a question too, and we'll do the points gained. Sorry, we didn't get to points gained. We'll do it um, coming up in another game. Somebody asked about Pascal Siakam. That name was floated around in a, um, was that a Zach Lowe or a John Hollinger rumor? Or um, Siakam's salary is 33 million next year, 35 the year after, 37 the year after that. Um, I, you know, I don't know what we have that drops, <clears throat> you know, and Kyle Lowry's a free agent. So I don't know how we get to that salary number um, that that makes, you know, Siakam one is borderline all-star. So they are certainly going to want everything in the world for him. And I don't think we have the pieces other than Donovan Mitchell, um, which we're not trading. He's incredible. That can get you to that number. Um or Rudy at 35 next year, but I don't think we're, and you can't do that till October. And I don't think we'd want to, I mean, we can go put Boyan's 18 Joe's 13 and get to 31. Um, but that's, you know, for Pat, like <clears throat> the conversation's not going anywhere on Pascal Siakam on, on that end of things. Um, uh, Brandon Whiteside says, I saw a Dort trade deal that was floated. I like Dort, but he also is small. We like Dort because he had a huge game against us. I think you'd have to go look at his body of work um, and see that. Uh, Parker wants to know about Ricky Rubio, who is now the most overpaid backup point guard in the NBA, so probably not. Um, 
And frankly, you know what? The two teams that have like let Ricky Rubio move on have exploded the minute he left. Both Phoenix and Utah. Which I don't know if that's Ricky's fault, but it it's like worth noting that like that non-shooting point guard might be really detrimental to your well-being. All right, that is locked on Jazz today. I'll ha- I have the points game notes. I'll have those for you on Monday. Uh, hope you're enjoying it. Make sure you subscribe on Locked On Live on YouTube. 